He's having a lot of success. Launched his company back in 2009. Online jobs seems like an, an unbelievable way to attract great talent that is a cultural fit that speaks English and your language, especially if you're listening right now in America, looking to outsource things like development, design, stuff like that. He's helped over 40,000 Filipinos get jobs over the past 12 months. His business model, he's got about 25,000 employers that have paid him at least 70 bucks one time over the past 12 months. So minimum 1.7 million there in revenue. He eats his own dog food. His team size is about 21 people in the Philippines, only four in the US as he looks to scale this. Doesn't use Google Analytics, just focuses on word of mouth, only works 17 hours a week, building business in a healthy, healthy way. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is John Jonas. He's helped thousands of entrepreneurs succeed in their business by doing outsourcing differently. He created and runs onlinejobs.ph, the largest website for finding Filipino virtual workers with over 500,000 Filipino resumes and over 100,000 employers from around the world using it. He works about 17 hours per week, choosing to spend his time with his family rather than working. John, are you ready to take us to the top? I am ready. Thanks. What, what's your family look like? How many kids do you have? I have five. Five kids. How? Give me the oldest and the youngest age. So my oldest boy is 15 and my youngest boy is four and I have three girls in the middle. Are they working on the business yet or no? You have no idea, man. My, my, my 15 year old son runs two different businesses. One of them, he has multiple products selling on Amazon. The other one is selling motorcycles that he imports from China. And how old is he again? He's 15. He started this when he was 11. That's amazing. So does your 15 year old make more or less money than you do? <laughs> he makes less, but he makes, he, he makes more than most than, than most or all, almost all kids. 15 year olds. I love that. Okay. I, I want to circle back in a second, just on that thread from a parenting perspective, what you've done in terms of raising him and your kids to encourage entrepreneurship. But before we get there, tell us more about your company, uh, on, online jobs, what's it doing? How do you make money? So years ago, I was teaching how to hire Filipino outsources because I had, I had hired some people and I found that tons of people wanted to know how to do it. By the way, John, why Filipino? I mean, I hear pitches like this all the time that it's like anywhere in the world for VAs, but why Filipino specifically? So there's a, there's a specific set of cultural differences in the Philippines that doesn't exist anywhere else in the world. And it's not like one of these things makes all the difference. It's the combination of a bunch of things. So they're honest, they're loyal, they're hardworking, they speak American English, they want to make you happy. Uh, they're not entrepreneurial, so they don't want to steal your business or your ideas or whatever it is. So there's a whole bunch of things that kind of combined to make this better than elsewhere. And the, and the other side of it is um, if you hire them full time and give them a, like a full time job, they will go above and beyond. They re- full time work is really prized in the Philippines and it's hard to find. So what kind of what is the if you had, if I force you to pick one task that you you would say your marketplace is the most efficient at hiring Filipino workers for what would that task be? 
I don't, I don't have that. We have half a million <laughs> Filipino resumes. There's half a million. So like you want to hire a general virtual assistant. Great. That's easy. You want to hire a programmer. That's, that's easy. You want to hire a designer or a social media person or a content writer or an SEO person or whatever it is. Right. I mean, what I, kind I of work do you want. feel like they do be- They do best. Um, so in terms of like comparing to other places of outsourcing in the world, they're, their, their English and their cultural experience is really good for the U S um, they're, they're really good programmers. Yeah. They're really good designers like the uh, WordPress. There's so, there's so many people who are really dang good at WordPress. So, well, so give me an, so for example, let's say I'm listening to the show right now. We have a lot of private equity, M and a CEOs of SaaS companies. When we think about how do we get some quick software development done? I mean, I typically go to top because that's what they brand themselves on. It's only the top 3% of developers. Help me understand a use case where I might go your direction and Filipino developers through your platform versus a top which specializes in just one thing. So I have a CEO of, of unique who just went from like, 30 million to 300 million last year uh, coming over to meet with me right when we were, right when we were done and he was hire, interested in hiring Java developers. So the, the case where you would, where you would do that is you don't want to pay $150,000 a year for a, for a developer. So like in the Philippines, you're going to pay for that same developer, 1500 bucks a month for full-time work. They're super talented. I mean like the very first guy I ever hired like 12 years ago, his, his blog was a page rank six because he had written some WordPress plugins that millions of people were using. And so I hired him thinking, you know, I, I'm a programmer thinking, uh, I, I don't know if he can do as good of work as I can. I don't know if he's going to be as good. He was better. And like the guy, I would put him up against anybody in the world at what he does. He's amazingly good. So not that everybody in the Philippines is like that, but you can definitely find really, really good talent for super affordable. So, so it's a big cost advantage is what you're saying. I mean, I, I work with CEOs all the time and we, and I ask about their employee based things. There are people that have, are really spinning up amazing dev teams in Argentina, in Krakow, Poland, right over there, uh, Moscow, you're seeing this yeah. kind of key. Yeah. You're seeing teams pop up, but you're saying yeah. what you're saying is from a culture perspective, from a character makeup perspective in terms of, you know, they're not going to steal your ideas. They don't, you know, they're not aggressive entrepreneurs like maybe other places. And from a cost perspective, they do great work. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's kind of a combination of those things that, that makes it really, really good. Okay. So tell me more about the company. What year did you launch? So we launched in 2009. Uh, I was just finding that there was no good way to find people in the Philippines. It sucked at the time. And so we created this marketplace thinking, oh, we'd really like to have a better way to find people for ourselves. And the response in the Philippines has been outrageous. Like people just flock to us because there are actual jobs and they love it. So we, all we do is just provide a marketplace. Like we're like uh, monster.com, but for the Philippines. So how'd you solve the chicken and egg problem, right? How'd you get your first person to pay you as an employer looking to hire Filipinos? And how'd you convince <laughs> your first 10 Filipino resumes to come to you? So, so for me, I was teaching and, and I had, I had, so many people asking me to teach their mailing lists, their customers, how to hire in the Philippines. So I had the, I had access to the employers already. 
and bringing the Filipinos in wasn't wasn't very difficult. Actually, I, I never did anything to bring the Filipinos in. I talked to my team that were working for me and said, hey, what can we do to market this? And they said, oh, I can do this. Oh, I can do this. I can do this. And they went and did everything. I've never done a single thing to market it in the Philippines. So what happened is they submitted their resumes, maybe your team of five or whatever. They told their friends, boom, boom, boom. And word of mouth kind of took care of that side of the marketplace. Yeah, they started posting on classified ads. They posted on Friendster, which was a social network at the time. Craigslist. So, so what do you measure in terms of the uh, health of your business? Is it number of completed jobs? Is it transaction volume? Is it number of employers using you per month? Like what's the thing you track? So I have a bunch of stuff that I track. Um, how many people who sign up for a free account and post a free job, how many of them convert to a paid account is, is one of the things I measure. Um, I measure how many people hire a worker I measure how many um, how many people are using our our time tracking software, Timeproof. I measure I measure revenue. What's it called? It's called Timeproof. Timeproof, yeah. It's it's our it's our time tracking thing. Um, I measure traffic versus overall conversion. Okay. So and, and in in that data that I'm talking about, there's a lot of stuff I don't measure, mm-hmm. like. There's a lot of stuff that I ignore that people always say, oh, you got to do this. What do you ignore? Um, I ignore like specific traffic sources. I don't care where traffic is coming from. It's it's too hard to know. It's too hard to track. Um, I ignore. Well, now, John, someone listen will say, what do you mean it's too hard to track? You set up Google Analytics and you look at your referral sources. Yeah, but there's so many of them that I mean, I mean, we have traffic from everywhere, right? Uh, and we have so much word of mouth traffic that I, I just ignore it. And and people aren't going to like this one, but no, no, tell tell us what else do you ignore? I, I don't I ignore Google Analytics. I don't have Google Analytics on my site. I I don't like Google Analytics. I don't like the way it gives data. I don't trust its data. I I don't trust Google. That's um, <laughs> that's part of it. And I I find myself I tend to do things differently than most people. So. Uh, tell, tell, me some other, tell me some of the other things you ignore. Anything uh, else? Email marketing. Okay. Email marketing. Like it's, it's a disaster, right? Like I, I'm, it's good and it's profitable. And we do a little bit of it, but everybody's always saying, oh, you got to build a list. And I'm like, you know what? That's, this is dumb. Uh, people hate email. And so we don't do it. For a long, long time, I ignored social media marketing because I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want anything to do with Facebook. Folks, for those of you that want to learn how to go from good to great to totally unstoppable, listen up. Friday, September 28th, that's this month through Sunday the 30th, I want you to invest in yourself and buy a ticket to Relentless MV, a one of a kind exclusive event at Lambert's Cove Inn on Martha's Vineyard, where world class motivators will help you gain the mental edge to push yourself to the next level and maximize your potential. SaaS founders, you know, we need this. It's a tough world. World around trainer Tim Grover, retired. Navy SEAL David Goggins, tech entrepreneur and fear guru Patrick Sweeney, and an elite lineup of performance experts will share how they've gained the mental edge that's taken them to the next level and bigger valuations. We also have a very special guest, Red Sox great and Hall of Fame pitcher Pedro Martinez, in case of any, of any of you guys are into baseball. It's a great event to learn, become inspired, and to network with other A player attendees. Both weekend and day passes are available, and here's the thing. I told the conference guys, you gotta be a great 
a great deal. So they did. As a listener of the podcast, you get a special deal. Use promo code TOP, that's T-O-P, to receive 500 bucks off. I love that, 500 back in your pocket. Visit RelentlessMV.com for more information. Buy now, limited tickets are available. You don't wanna miss out when they sell out. So you're creating, I mean, this thing is, you don't mind maybe growth being slower, but it being more curated and really from word of mouth on both sides of the marketplace. And it seems to be working well for you. Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm, we have, we never raised money. I'm not I was going to say, John, I'm guessing you're, based off your character and how you talk about life, you are definitely a bootstrap kind of guy, which I like. Yeah, I, I, I like the guy, I like the way the Jason Fried and David and Meyer Hansen at Basecamp do stuff. Yep. And I find when I read their stuff, it's like, oh, this is exactly how we do things. Yep. So let me ask you some other more specific questions. Over the past 12 months, how many Filipinos have you paid, say, at least 100 bucks? I don't know. Um, I want to get a sense of, like, how reliant on you are they? Like, how many Filipino lives are you really changing because you're giving them significant income? In the last 12 months so, – so here's the thing. We don't pay them. Their employers pay them. Well, what goes, I know, but how much of it, what's going through your system, right? Your marketplace. So 40,000 Filipinos have gotten jobs in the last 12 months. That's amazing. And you define gotten job. That's, that's not like a free account. That's actual paid by an employer. They've been, they've been hired by someone here. Um, yeah, we have, yeah. Okay, good. Let me give you a use case. Um, I hire someone through your system, a team of five. So now it's at 40,005 Filipinos got jobs. They do so well. I say, you know what? Um, I don't want to pay John his cut of the marketplace. Let me figure out how to just work directly with these guys. So I take them out of your marketplace to do that. One, do you care about that? And two, if so, how do you try and prevent that? Boom. That's exactly what we are. We don't, we don't take a cut. There is no part of our market. How do you make money? That's, what, that's why I can't tell you how many we've had because all we do is connect you with people we don't take a cut of their salary. You pay a small amount to be able to contact them in the beginning. Oh, so if you I contact see. them, you're done with us. So you're a pure, you're not a marketplace. You are a marketplace in terms of what you do, but in terms of business model, you are a subscription model. Employers pay you a monthly fee to access the talent. To access, well, to, to, while you're recruiting, just while you're recruiting. Once you're done recruiting, you can cancel. Okay, what's the average? I want to go back go and stop you for a second because your assumption up front is dangerous. You just hired five, a team of five. Start with one. I've seen this too many times where people are like, oh, I'm going to hire this team. And well, it's just, John, just to be clear, I'm just giving an example to understand no, how your marketplace works. But no, great lesson. Start with one. Um, yeah, start with one. Uh, so let me, let, me, let me understand more of this. So um, from an employer perspective, I think you said in the bio, 100,000 employers have used your platform, correct, since you launched? Well, no, it's, it's closer to 200,000. Two, but- okay, 200,000 have used the platform since launch. Um, they recruit. You don't mind if after they pay you kind of your, your, their, their fee while they're recruiting, you don't mind if their relationship moves through your platform or around your platform, anything like that. You just want to be a valuable platform if they use you, great. That's the whole point. No, because we don't get any cuts of salaries. Do you make money on so, the time-proof tracking software? No. Interesting. So that's just a free tool you give to make the value of your marketplace better. It's all free. Yeah. Got it. And ideally, that attracts more employers because they, they know you have really accurate time tracking. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, what on average are these employers paying? Like if I want, if my audience, someone in my audience wants to sign up and they want to do one hire over the next, you know, four weeks through your system, what do they pay? So I would say the average Filipino right now is asking for about $500 a month. Sorry. Sorry. I meant to use your marketplace to access your talent. It's $69 for a month. 
69 bucks for one month and they can pay for one month or five months, however long they need to recruit. Yeah. It's it, however long it takes you to recruit, but you know, so you're going to pay $69. You can recruit whatever you can recruit in that month. You can hire three people, whatever. Yep. And then cancel and you're done. That's, that's do, it. Do you we, see we people know, using that on a campaign basis or do they actually, this would surprise me by the way, but I, you're full of surprises. Do they stick many, many months? I mean, do these people pay that over and over? So a lot of people do. A lot of people just cancel once. The thing that we know is I know if you hire one person one time, you're going to come back at some point in the future, whether it's five years from now or five months from now, you're going to come back. Yep. Yep. I okay. See it every day. That's great. How have you, I'm going to shift now to more of your personal life now that we understand more about the business. So, so, so again, average field, just to summarize, average Filipino is looking for call it 500 bucks a month on average. An employer comes to you. Someone in my audience wants to use and access your talent pool. They pay 69 bucks a month. They can cancel at any time or just do it for one month. And over the past 12 months, over 40,000 Filipinos have gotten jobs through your platform from how many employers? Uh, probably 25,000. Okay. 25,000. Fair enough. Good. Now, how have you managed to, how have you managed to structure, by the way, I mean, if you have 25,000 employers and they all paid at least 70 bucks, I mean, that's 1.7 million in revenue right there. Is that accurate? Yeah, there were, well, there were more people than that. All of, not everybody who pays hires someone, you know, but, but, but they still have to pay that fee, right? 70 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. They pay the fee. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm so generally in the range, right? Maybe it wasn't that high. I mean, th- that that revenue is way lower than our actual revenue. Okay. Uh, so so one of so either so either your twenty five thousand number of employers over the past twelve months is wrong, or your price points higher. Do you actually have or, more employers? Or some of those maybe those twenty five thousand employers uh, stuck for multiple months. Oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're sorry. You're right. At a minimum, you've got one point seven, but a lot of these have stuck yeah. for many many months. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I want to shift back to your personal life. You said you only work seventeen hours a week. How have you resisted the temptation? right? To keep working 40, 50, 60, 70 hour weeks. So one of the things that I've always done is I will never trade time for money. So there's all kinds of opportunities to say like, Hey, we'll do something for you. And, and we won't do it. I I will never do that. And so any, there's, there's no contract work in my business. That's, that's one thing. The second thing is for me, I discovered years ago and I, I have a good story behind this, but I won't tell it. Uh, that there's always work to be done. It's just a matter of who's doing the work. Is it me or is it someone else? And, is, it a, is it a quick story? Uh, it can be. No, no. Let's, let's skip it. So th- there's always work to be done, right? And so I just found out like uh, any work that, I'm, that, that we have in the business, I'm going to get someone else to do it. So what do you spend your 17 hours on typically? Uh, my, the only thing I do is respond to the work that's being done or give instruction for creating new work. I don't ever touch anything. I don't touch the systems. I don't touch the. What do you mean creating website. new work? The employer creating project files for people they hired? No, I'm I'm creating stuff for my people to build online jobs. You're writing process docs essentially, right? And then sending it off to people to execute. Yeah, our project manager system. We have we have tasks that we're working on. Here's me thinking through and designing this new thing that we can do to Workflow, make this process better for employees. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And I think through it and I design it and I give it to someone else and someone else, uh, I, I, I design it in my head. Yep. Someone and else creates it on, on the web. Someone else does the programming for it. Someone else implements it. And what's your team size today? Uh, we have 21 people full-time in the Philippines. Okay. Got it. All in the Philippines. You're the only one in the. I, no, I have a business partner in, in Idaho. Okay. And I have two people in the U S who do things for us. Okay. So you plus your partner plus two more. So four full-time in the U S. Yeah. 
Okay, very cool. The rest are all in the Philippines. That's amazing. Um, good. John, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Oh, crap. It's don't, been a while. Don't make one up if you don't remember. I, I don't remember. It's okay. been a while. I, I stopped reading them a while ago. I... I got enough to do. And I find that sometimes business books just like make me feel guilty because there's more to do. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Number two, is there a CEO uh, there in Utah you're following or studying? No. Besides your little ones who are the CEOs of their own company. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. Number, number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool for building a business? Uh, Basecamp. I absolutely love it. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? At eight. Period. Every night, eight. Good. And you said you've got five kids. And what's the situation? Married, single? I'm married. And how old are you, John? I am. I just turned 40 two days ago. Oh, congratulations. Very good. Last last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? I I wish I knew to be nicer. Guys, John strikes me as a pretty nice guy. Maybe I'm tough and he's tough, so the toughness made us both fluffy today, but he seems like a pretty nice guy. He's having a lot of success. Launched his company back in 2009, online jobs. Seems like in an unbelievable way to attract great talent that is a cultural fit that speaks English and your language, especially if you're listening right now in America looking to outsource things like development, design, stuff like that. He's helped over 40,000 Filipinos get jobs over the past 12 months. His business model, he's got about 25,000 employers that have paid him at least 70 bucks one time over the past 12 months. So minimum 1.7 million there in revenue. He eats his own dog food. His team size is about 21 people in the Philippines, only four in the US as he looks to scale this. Doesn't use Google Analytics, just focuses on word of mouth, only works 17 hours a week, building business in a healthy, healthy way. John, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, thanks for having me.